I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down with Coach Alora. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Morgan. Oh, we're so excited to have you and get to know you better. So just to get going, um, one of the first questions I wanted to ask you was, can you tell us about the highs and lows of your current season? Yeah, so highs and lows of current season. There's been quite a few of them. Um, This is our staff. This is our second season here. So we're kind of in the building stages of our program, which honestly, this is a dream come true for me. I wanted to be a Division I head coach since I got out of college and I've spent my career really working hard to get an opportunity like this. And so going into year two, honestly, I I didn't really know what the expectations would be in in my first season. We had a lot of highs and lows. We finished our first season playing really well at the end, but we had seven new players this year, seven returners. And so there was so much new for everybody as far as learning each other, our coaching staff, learning our new players, our new players learning us and their teammates. And so there was a whole lot of building in our second year. And, and I would say a low, and, and I hate to even call it a low, but just a learning experience probably hit in about end of November. And we had started our season off really, really strong. And then we kind of hit a patch of injuries and just kind of went through some things as a team that were difficult. And it made us better in the end. And and we were stronger at the end of the season for it. But definitely some growing pains with our our team chemistry. And like I said, learning each other. I, I would say the high of the season was the very end of the season. What was really fun was our senior night. Both of our seniors had career nights for themselves and scoring, and it was just a really fun environment. And Riley Hem and Casey Hall are two seniors, and they've dedicated four years to this program, and they're awesome people. Casey's going to go on and be a school teacher, and Riley Hem was actually accepted into law school, so she's going to go on to law school. So just super small people, and I'll never forget the moments when they subbed out of the game and, and we won by like 36 points. We, a team that had beat us earlier in the season, we just really played well against them at home. And, and so when we got to sub each one out of the game one at a time and just the crowd went crazy, I hugged them and it was just this awesome moment that I'll never forget. And I don't think anybody that was at that game or any of our players on our team will ever forget that moment because we played so well. We honored our seniors who the rest of our team loves and will always remember. And so that was probably the high of our season was just that moment and time was awesome. Well, I love that. I love seeing how you can tell that your team works so hard and in the end it paid off. Like those efforts shined through. There's no doubt about it. And to me, that's the only way our program can grow is through the effort and the dedication of our coaching staff and our team and our program. I I mean, we have so many things working for us, but we also have things working against us. We're the smallest division one in the country. We are located in a really small town. You know, we're kind of just this small school and and we're trying to make big, big things happen. Our program's never been to the NCAA tournament. And so that's a vision that I have for our program and everybody that we sign 
to play here and to come here. We ask them to be bought into the vision of let's leave a legacy. Let's do something here in this program that's never been done before. And so that's our mission and it takes a whole lot of effort to, to get that done. So we're excited about the future for sure. I, l I love hearing about how teams can overcome adversity and go places. So thank you so much for sharing that and giving us an insight into your team. So how did you get to be a coach? Well, I finished playing college basketball and I honestly went to college to be an athletic director. So I wanted to be on the administrative side of things and I applied for all these internships and got nothing. So I was kind of having a hard time figuring out what the heck do you do? And uh, my former college coach actually had gotten a job at a school in Colorado called Adams State College. And you know you're getting old when they've changed the name of the school. Now it's Adams State <laughs> University. And he got a job out there and called me over to his house one day and asked me if I'd be interested in going with him to coach. And I said, sure, I'd love to. I, I didn't know the salary. I never had seen the school, never heard the school, had been to Colorado one time, but I took the job side unseen moved from Minnesota to Colorado, packed my stuff up in my little car and drove out there and got my coaching start as an assistant coach. I was, I made 3000 bucks and I was a, literally a volunteer assistant and I waited tables on the side to pay my bills. I line judged home volleyball games to help pay my bills. I ran the football concession stand. So <laughs> I basically hustled. I had all these little side jobs and, but it was honestly the best decision that I could have ever made because he let me coach. He taught me the game. I, I didn't have to start as a GA. I didn't have to start as a director of operations. I got to start as a coach and he gave me a ton of responsibility. I made a million mistakes and, but I kind of got to grow through those mistakes. And so I felt really fortunate to, to be able to do that. And after I worked there for two years, I got the opportunity to be the head coach at Lamar Community College in Lamar, Colorado. And uh, that program had just finished their season four and 29. And so I thought, what well, I've got nothing to lose, everything to gain. And so at 24, I actually got the opportunity to be a head coach there. Wow. And yeah, so then that kind of led me to my next opportunity and, and my career kind of took off from there. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Like I can tell the passion that you have for sports and how you got where you're at. I can tell that your team, a reason why they're successful and working hard is because they're following from the example that they have as a coach. You've, I noticed that like teams follow the, the coaches, you know, and so you're doing a great job at that. So what are some of your most memorable travel experiences? Most memorable travel experiences, man, I, I would say there's a lot of them. I, I would say as a player, my most memorable travel experience was my junior year of college. We actually had a really, and I played at Southwest Minnesota State University at Division II school in the awesome. NSIC. And we had the opportunity to go play in Hawaii at a kind of a Christmas tournament type of thing. And that was awesome. And we played the number one team in the country at the time. And we, you know, we had set the school record for wins or like best start in school history. It was just a really fun season and a really fun trip and playing in Hawaii was awesome. <laughs> we made a lot of memories as a team, but I would say in my coaching career, one of my, I mean, memories would probably be this last, you know, just a couple of weeks ago when we 
uh, went to the conference tournament and we won in the first round. And like I said, we had been playing our best basketball at the end of the season and we won our last regular season game by a lot. And we were headed into the tournament and we knocked off the first team. We went on the road because we had to travel to the higher seed and we knocked off the higher seed and played great. And I felt like there was a lot of energy around our, our team and most importantly, I felt like our team had some serious belief that they could make a run in the tournament. And when you're playing in March and postseason, that's the battle is what teams want to keep playing because you're on spring break, right? So it's easy to want your season to end and you get to go about your way and, and go on spring break. But I just felt this excitement from our team. And so we had a ton of fun on that first road trip. And then the virus stuff started coming around and people started shutting down and things started happening. And so we go on the road to Campbell, who was the number one seed in the tournament. And we just had played them really close a few weeks before and thought we were playing better and we were excited about the matchup. And we go to our practice that night, everything's good. And then they remove the fans from the game and we're thinking, okay, whatever, doesn't matter. We'll play anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then we go to shoot around the next day and, and about 20, 30 minutes after shoot around, they end up canceling the tournament. And so oh. an unforgettable moment because you're not really ready to tell your seniors by yet. You know, you know, the end is coming, but until it actually happens through a loss or your season ending through that way, you're not really ready for it. And so we called our team in, into a room and, and we told them, you know, that, that it was over and our season had ended and, and that NCAA basketball was literally shutting down because of the virus. It was a moment that I'll always remember. And because as a coach, you're going to, I'm going to coach forever. Like I'm going to coach as long as I still can coach. Yeah. But as a college athlete, you only get four chances to get to the NCAA tournament. And, you know, and so for our seniors, that was their last chance. And so it was kind of heartbreaking for them. But I think it's created motivation for our team moving forward to have that burning desire of unfinished business in in this last season. So kind of two different ends of the spectrum. But that's the cool thing about college athletics is the amount of travel that you get to do not only with your team, about recruiting travels and your podcast probably isn't long enough for me to tell all the crazy recruiting stories <laughs> that I've had through traveling flights, missed flights, lost luggage. Oh. I, I recruited an entire week one time. They lost my luggage. And it's one thing when you go on vacation and lose your luggage, you can just buy whatever types of clothes. But when you're recruiting, you have to wear your school, right? So for a whole week, I wore the same recruiting outfit to oh. this to the JUCO national tournament. And I thought, I wonder if anyone's noticed that I've literally worn the same outfit every day. Oh. <laughs> I bet no one noticed. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though. I feel like there's so many experiences that come with that. And that, that's fun that you get to go on those recruiting trips too. And I, it's true. I think sports, they allow us to be able to experience new things like traveling, having a team. There's so much that comes along with, you know, being a part of a team, especially being a coach. Right. it's definitely a rewarding experience to be a coach and just having the opportunity to impact young people at such an age where they're so impressionable and you can see the trajectory of their life starting to upward trend for some of them. And that's the best part to me is going through the experiences together. And even, 
even things coming full circle. Like I have two former players on my staff that coach with me every day and how rewarding that is because I knew them as players and now you, I know them as coworkers and being able to build a program with them is pretty cool. It just, it shows that everyone's on a process, but we're all, you know, we're all just working and trying. So I love right. that. What's one thing that no one knows about you that you can share? Oh man. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go all the way back. I have like so many teeth stories. It's not even funny. Okay. So when I was in eighth grade, I was a cheerleader and I was a gymnast, like my first sport before I picked up basketball. Cause I did basketball and track my first years of college and then just basketball my last two years. So I track and gymnastics were my first loves as sports. And so um, because I wanted, I had that gymnast background, I wanted to at least be a cheerleader for one segment of my life. So in eighth grade, I was a football cheerleader. And so in middle school, how it worked is you, the volleyball teams played first and then the football games after. So I played volleyball and after volleyball, I was eating my sack lunch that I had brought with me. Well, in my sack lunch, I had a frozen kind of mini snicker bar and I bit into the snicker bar and my front tooth literally came out. And not that I had gross, nasty teeth. I had uh, hit my teeth in a basketball game. And so I had a veneer on the front of my tooth. And for whatever reason, that veneer popped off. And of course, that was the one game that we were the halftime performance. So I cheered the whole game with no front tooth. And then I performed the halftime performance with um, no front tooth. So that's pretty embarrassing. I, when I first, when I, when we performed at halftime, I actually stuck the veneer on and held it on with my tongue the best that I could, but I couldn't really do that when we cheered throughout the game. So pretty embarrassing. And I would assume not a lot of people know that. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm excited for people to listen to this podcast. And hear I'm not sure what, where people go with that question, but, uh, there you go. Hey, I love that direction. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I can just see that in my mind so perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I guess on to the next question. Um, if you're an athlete wanting to play for a team or university, what would your advice be to them? I would say the number one advice is, is for someone that wants to play, I think is work hard. I mean, have dreams, have goals, and work really, really hard. And hold yourself accountable. And what I mean by holding yourself accountable is take coaching, take correction and learn from it and grow from it. And don't blame other people. Don't point the finger. Don't make excuses because when opportunities come your way, you've got to be mentally and physically ready for those opportunities. And the other thing too, I I like to tell people is to dream really big. I think that's really important because I grew up in a, in a really small town on a, on a pig farm in Southeast Kansas. And not a lot of people went on and played college athletics from my hometown. And it's not really the norm to do that. And, but I, I dreamed of doing things. I I took the Avenue of junior college first and then found my way to a four year university. And, and I dreamed about playing college basketball and, and, once I finished and started coaching, it was my dream to become a division one head coach. And it's one thing to dream. And then you've got to back that up with a lot of hard work and putting your head and heart 
into whatever you want to do and then just put your head down and work. And I think too, it's really good to have mentors and, and good people in your life that give you good advice and listen to those people and, and lean on those people. And I think too, when people are making their decision of where to go, it's important to make an informed decision and to find the school that best fits your future and your current needs as an athlete. That, that would be the best advice I think I could give. No, and that's, that is awesome advice too, especially because I like that you, you showed that dreams can happen with hard work, which I feel like that's a lot of people can view this like college sports as like not attainable, but mm-hmm. it's hard work and anything you want to pursue, like you can, you can do that with hard work. So I love that advice. Right. And, and I think even for me, I, I didn't play division one basketball and, you know, so the reality of being a division head, head division one head coach is difficult, right? Because I had no connection, no, I didn't know athletic directors or, or anybody like that, but it's the relationships that you make along the way. The, the reason why I'm the head coach here is because of a person I met while I was an assistant coach and he worked for a recruiting software and he came to the University of Southern Mississippi and spent a week on campus transforming us to this new recruiting software. And I was kind of the liaison and, and worked with him closely as we built the software for our school and somehow he knew and had a connection to the athletic director here. And so when they had a job opening, he threw my, my name out there. And I literally had not spoke to him since the day we worked together. And so it's crazy how relationships and the people that you meet along the way, and, and you never know what kind of impression that you're leaving on people. And so I feel fortunate. And like I told you before, just excited for the future and, and what we've got going here at Presbyterian. Oh, I love that. I love the connections you made and how you were able to you know, be led to being a head coach. That's, it worked out perfect. And I can tell you head coach. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, I guess what's your next adventure? I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like with our program here, there's things that we are trying to get done. I, I talked a little bit about the vision of wanting to get to an NCAA tournament. And the other thing too, is we want to sell out our gym. We, we don't have a very big gym. And so we've worked really hard to engage the community and, and try to get butts in seats of our, yeah. of our games. And uh, the other thing too, is we want to try to get, we have really smart kids on our team and we recruit high academic um, types of individuals. And we want to try to get into the top 25 and team GPA. So the adventures will hopefully lead us to those visions. And, and we literally have a vision box that sits in our locker room that has a, a, a wooden apple and it has a giant season ticket and a net that's cut down. And we've created this team vision box. And so we want that to become kind of our vision and, and what we're working towards every day. But as far as adventure, uh, you know, there's a lot of adventure that comes with this job. And, and like I said, with the shenanigans that you can go through recruiting or traveling or anything that you go through with your team. And so there's a lot of adventures in this profession. It is so true. It's so true. Um, has your team gotten to travel at all? Our team has been traveling. You know, we've got, we have people from all over on our team. And so we, we actually have a player from uh, Portugal. on our team. Yeah. And so she's in the process of trying to decide, should I go home to 
Portugal? Should I stay? What do I do? Uh-huh. And so my goal one day is she has one more year left. My goal one day is to visit her parents in Portugal because I've never had the opportunity to meet them yet. And but we've got players from Colorado and California and Texas and Ohio. And so our roster kind of spreads all over the place. And obviously, we traveled to most of those places and recruiting those players and and but as far as our team goes, I actually have submitted this into my athletic director. We want to take a foreign tour in the next couple of years. So we're actually busy fundraising for that. Not really sure where exactly we want to go yet. We kind of are thinking a European tour would be great. And so we're hoping hoping to do that in the next two years. Oh, see, I love that. I love that. That's why I love sports because you get awesome opportunities like this. No, no. So. I think that our team <laughs> deserves an experience like that. And, and that's kind of the thing in college athletics now. And we want to be a part of that too. Oh, well, I'm excited for your team. And thank you. Yes, I can tell you guys are doing great things. And thank you so much for letting us get a glimpse into your team. And it was good getting to know you. And thanks so much for joining on us on our podcast, 35,000 Feet. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.